0: Hello, boys and girls. This is Harlan Williams, and you are on the Harland Highway. <laughs> what was that all about? Um, hey, gang, thanks for being here. uh interesting show today. Only two topics today. uh, we have one topic where uh we're gonna talk about sticking your private parts where they don't belong. Yes, apparently it's becoming a problem in society. And uh, we have to talk about men who are sticking their penises into things that shouldn't be stuck into, if that's even right right grammar. And then secondly, I got a very interesting phone call, uh, more of a serious topic, but uh, something I thought that should be addressed because one of you pavement pounders uh, asked to talk about it. So I'm going to do that. Uh, Someone was calling in and asking about Al-Qaeda, and uh, the ramifications of terrorists and the effect they have on our society and uh, how they've damaged the United States and will there be more attacks. And the question actually came through a 10-year-old kid. And uh, I don't know, it, it led me to kind of ramble on about a lot of things pertaining to uh you know the united states and its national security and terrorism and things like that so very diverse show penises in things and submarines here on the harland highway welcome to the harland highway i will look for you does your mother know what you're doing for a living the harland highway hey oh that's classic We'll find you. My mom
1: always said, You can't handle the
0: truth. <laughs> need many, many years of therapy. Many, many, many fucking years of therapy. And I will kill you. Listen, lame brain. Let an expert show you how to do this. The Harland Highway. You
1: never know what you're gonna get.
0: It's the Harland Highway. But a bunk. Hey gang. Um and specifically one half of the gang, the men, um, where have you put your penis? Long silent pause. Um, I'm not trying to be gross or kinky or dirty or anything like that, but um, I guess apparently as our population grows, I've been seeing articles in the newspaper, on the Internet, about the increasing uh, problem that 911 uh, emergency rescue teams are having with, uh, you know, using up their um, their time, using up the resources to go and try and uh, help people, men, who have, uh, you know, gone exploratory with their wing-wangs. Yeah, I said wing um, that means penis for those of you that don't know what a wing wang is. Hello, wing wang, wing wang, wing wang. Um but yeah, apparently um there's kind of an overflow of men that uh are sticking their wing wangs into unusual places. Um and one of them being like uh kitchen appliances like toasters. Um, People have been sticking them into vacuum cleaners. Um, who knows what else? And uh, for the record, how many guys listening and guys don't don't try to dodge how many men listening right now have stuck their wing wang into something other than a woman? Or a man, if you're a gay guy. How many guys have stuck their wing-wang into something that just wasn't meant to receive a wing-wang? Huh? A watermelon, a vacuum cleaner, a hole in the wall, a goat, a pineapple, an airplane, a tree knot, a donut. I don't know. Um, uh, maybe you want to call and confess. Maybe, maybe I am Father Father uh, glory Hole here today, and you you must call and confess. You don't have to leave your name, guys. And you're all probably going. I've never done that. I've never I've never stuck my thing in anything. I think we've all done it. I think it's just a natural curiosity, whether you're a kid or whether you're a. You're a grown up, or whether you're stupid or you're smart, or it, it just makes sense because you got this protrusion on your body, and you're like, well, that has to go into something. And so, um, you know, we have to ask the question where, <laughs> where, where, where? And have I done it? <laughs> Who, me? <laughs> what? have I, um, I'm a podcaster. Okay. I, me, I would never, I've never, when I was a kid, did I ever cut a hole in a cantaloupe? And No, no. Why would I, are you crazy? A cantaloupe? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> so guys, this is your chance to confess your sins. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope some of you guys man up and call. I really do. You don't have to leave a name, but please. We we want to hear. And don't don't make anything up. I don't want any BS. Okay? I know that probably I bet at least 80% of the men listening right now at one point in their life, whether they were a kid, or a (laughs) grown-up have stuck their wing-wang into something that wasn't meant to be stuck. So here's your chance to air out your dirty laundry, 323-739-4330. Or if you're afraid of leaving a voicemail, you can always just write me at com. And again, keep it real. Don't BS me. I can tell if it's BS. But uh, if you want to share your very, very private, um, you know, sticking of the thing in the thing, we want to hear because I, I bet there's going to be some friggin' hilarious stories out there. And uh you can be descriptive. You can tell us what happened, you can tell us what it felt like, you can tell us why you did it, you can tell us if you got caught. Um uh, you know, and listen, just to flip the coin, ladies, I, I you know, just before you start to think oh men are pigs and how creepy and how ooh. Um, I might do a follow-up podcast where I ask the ladies some of the foreign objects that they've inserted into their, for lack of a better term, opening. Because as I said earlier, as a man may feel the need to put a protrusion into an opening, someone with an opening might be inclined to put an object to fill the opening. And I'm not asking this to be kinky or sexual. I just think it's kind of humorous. It's kind of funny. So I don't want your, like, sex stories. But if you have a, a story to tell where you put your thing into a funny thing, let, let's let hear it. We we definitely want to share that, ladies and snurdled loggins. Um... But getting back to the main story, this is, this is starting uh, to become a problem where, where 911 uh, operators and emergency responders are starting to uh, have their resources thinned out because they're getting calls from idiots or curious people putting their private parts into uh, unusual places and getting stuck or getting electrocuted or getting burnt or getting jammed. Or getting flambéed. I don't know. So before you shove your package into a blender or into the microwave or into the dryer. Well, if you're going to do it in the dryer, at least wrap a cling-free sheet around it, guys. Just be careful. Don't do not do anything stupid. Don't use up... You know, I'd hate to think that some guy died of a heart attack. Because the 911 guys couldn't get to him in time because they were trying to get some guy's uh, erection out of a penis. I mean, out of a toaster, <laughs> out of a penis. That'd be a trick, sticking your erection into a penis? How How? what? But uh, some guy with a heart attack dies because the 911 guys were preoccupied getting some guy's erection out of a toaster. I mean, how does that work? Is he, he's got... Uh, he's got his penis uh, jammed between two slices of raisin bread yeah someone get the butter we got a guy who's wedged in between uh two slices of an english muffin over here let's butter that english muffin and uh we can uh, remove that uh problem there so anyways start those phone calls guys we we want to hear 3237394330 and you can laugh out loud while you're talking if you want. You probably will anyways when you realize how silly it is. But at the end of the day, it's just humanity. We're humans. We, we, we're we curious. We do crazy things. Why do you think that the sex industry is so off the hook? Why do you think there's sex toys and people try different positions and, you know, it's multiple partners, it's it's curiosity that's part of uh, who we are as humans so although it's embarrassing and uh, it's kind of silly, I don't think it has to be shameful or taboo because like I said, how many of you listening haven't shoved your penis into a cantaloupe wait, what? what? no what? why? why did you? oh
1: Hello? Hey, Harland. My name is Jan. I'm calling you from Washington State, um, and I just finished listening to your podcast about the government shutdown, and um, this question actually comes from my 10-year-old son, and he wanted to know how vulnerable our country now looks to terrorists, and I just thought, holy smoke, if a 10-year-old is thinking we look vulnerable, then clearly Al Qaeda does. And um, it's just upsetting to think, you know, that that kids are are thinking these kinds of things. Um, We're pretty conscious of what the kids get to hear on the news, but um, our family's a little hyper-aware of terrorists. Um, My husband did the search and rescue in New York on 9-11, and so the kids are are pretty aware of all that. But anyway, that's my question for you. How is um, our country looking? To these terrorists out there so anyway love your show and um i just love how you can just make us all smile regarding you know it doesn't matter what you're talking about we're just always happy and smiling when we're listening to you so thank you for that bye-bye
0: wow heavy heavy question interesting question from jan thank you jan um wow that's a multi-layered question i think but uh let let me try to answer it the best i know how I'm not saying that I'm accurate or right, but uh, let me see if I can shed light on it from my perspective. Um, first of all, the, uh, you know, the act of Al-Qaeda and and terrorist groups getting into the United States, unfortunately, it's not a difficult proposi- proposition, you know, despite all the uh, security we have and all the FBI and the screening and the watching and the... Spying and and uh, surveillance and all all these uh, these things, um, you know, people who are schemers, people who are hell bent on destruction, people who want to hurt other people. Um, they find a way, they find a means, they find a a a a way in, and uh, it can be primitive, it can be sophisticated. It can be whatever, but when you think of the vastness of our country, the population of our country, the borders of our country, and the creative minds of human beings, you can probably sense that although there are preventative measures uh, for terrorists to stop people from harming our society... um. Unfortunately, it's uh, it's not something you could completely wipe out. Okay, there will always be people who can infiltrate, and it can be someone on their own. It can be groups. It can be uh, organizations. It can be a crazy madman on his own. But uh, you can't stop it. And as far as as far as organized, uh, you know, groups like Al Qaeda. And people uh, like that, um, they're probably always trying. They're probably always pressing. Um, You know, part of the problem is having the wherewithal to do it, having to come from uh, overseas, having to uh, infiltrate our society and uh, kind of walk around like uh, sheep and uh, wolves in uh, sheepskin clothing. Um, it makes it difficult, but look, they did it. Look at 9-11. They pulled it off. They pulled it off. And, and, and the primitive ways in which these these acts are being pulled off is rather scary. I mean, the guys with 9-11 did it with box cutters. The guys in Boston did it with uh, homemade bombs they made in their apartment building and put, uh, you know, knapsacks down. So with the violent way the world's going, with the hatred aimed at the United States of America, you can only imagine that these things are going to happen more and more or attempts are going to be made uh, at at causing this kind of destruction more and more. And I, I hate to say that because it sounds like your 10-year-old kid uh, brought the topic up and he's frightened and... Um, it's interesting because here in America, we've had the luxury of living living in a world that has pretty much been void of this type of violence. You know, we, we had someone detonate a bomb at the uh, Atlanta Olympics a couple of decades ago, and that was done by just a kind of a nutty guy who lived in the States who was, you know, acting out and, had a chip on his shoulder, and blah, blah, blah. But the act of uh, organized terrorists taking pot shots at the United States, I mean, that's kind of, uh, that's that's relatively new. Probably, I think the first real big one was around, uh, you know, in the 80s, the 90s, when uh, the Oklahoma bombing happened by a homegrown terrorist, and then, uh the uh the forces of al qaeda or whoever it was um took a shot at the world trade center the first time when they blew up the uh the van down in the parking garage and so uh it's becoming increasing and it's probably a really hard thing to stop um and so you know i i just hope it doesn't become more widespread but we are in a unique society where it's very sporadic. It happens, uh, it's spotty at best. But you got to remember, there's a lot of countries in the world that have endured this kind of uh, violence, bombings and explosions and terrorism almost on a daily basis. You know, you look at a lot of the Middle Eastern countries and uh, the Muslim nations, and it's like boom, 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 bombs going off all the time. in The marketplace at the mosque at the police stations. I mean, it's almost like a daily occurrence, if not a weekly occurrence with with a lot of these people. It's really sad. So we've kind of got this uh, spot in the world where, in a way, we have a, a bit of a luxury here where it's not as common. I mean, when it does happen, it's really pronounced because we're not used to it. Um. So, unfortunately, it's it's something that one always has to be prepared for. Unfortunately, I think it might get worse as time goes on. Um, as as uh, as these terrorist organizations get more sophisticated, more determined, more creative. Um. And uh, it, it's a sad thing for me to have to say that, but unfortunately I think it's a truth unless something drastically changes. One of the bigger elements to the destructiveness of, of organizations like al-Qaeda and people that would want to harm the United States is the long-lasting goal that I think a lot of people have forgotten. With 9-11, uh, Osama bin Laden's goal was not just to take down the two towers in in New York City because that's kind of a physical thing you know that of course it caused some horrible death and destruction but one of the things that he made very clear in his video statements to the world is his real mission was to was to destroy western culture to destroy the western economy to knock the United States off of its throne as a world leader and and when you look at how life has become after 9-11, I think he might have done a really good job at pulling it off. Because if you look at the Clinton years, and again, when the first bombing of the World Trade Center happened, that was during the Clinton years. And then whether you like George Bush or not, for the most part, those were very lucrative years. Um, and then, uh, you know, since 9-11... I mean look at the trillions of dollars we put into wars. Look at the housing market. Look look how uh how the cost of war and and all this stuff that's been going on in our economy has brought uh brought the United States to this place where we're still struggling through a you know the the remnants of a horrible recession. We're still dealing with government shutdowns and debt ceilings and Gigantic, uh, gigantic deficits, and and bad housing markets, and and uh, all kinds of horrible things. That, if you trace it all back, in a way, was kind of triggered when nine eleven happened, and tons of money was was um, thrown into going to war in Iraq and and uh, Afghanistan and uh it kind of disrupted a lot of a lot of the econ- economic uh engines that were pumping in this country making it prosperous and i think it also shook the foundations about uh about the united states and its uh its um power in the world its military might in the world i think it caused other interests in the world to start to wonder if we were as powerful as we are started to challenge it, nudge it. And nowadays you see the United States, you know, kind of, I don't know. I don't know if it's just me or if it's everyone, but you you see the fabric of the country. You see kind of the metal of the country. Kind of, it feels like it's on a little bit of shaky ground in a lot of areas. And was that something that happened when when they knocked down the Twin Towers and it's just kind of had this slow building ripple effect? I think possibly. So outside of the violence of a bomb going off in your mall or neighborhood, there's also the long term effects of what these people can do to us. So um the real the real thing here is hopefully that, that the, the government can find ways to tackle it, to beat it, to squash it um and kind of steady the course of all the damage that's been done by all these these uh these terrorists and and their disruptive ways um now on a bigger note on a bigger um you know kind of scope if you will you go, well, is the United States vulnerable? Can people can blow it up? Can people destroy our way of life? Can people end the US as we know it? And uh fortunately my answer for that is a little more positive, although it is it is uh you know, it is um I guess kind of a doomsday scenario. But should the need come, remember, the United States has uh, an ace in the hole that I think a lot of people, you know, don't really know about because it's something that the military downplays and it's very secretive. But always remember and tell your son this, that no matter how crazy the world gets, the U.S. has a fleet of submarines called Trident Submarines. And uh, this is a fleet of of nuclear-powered submarines that can stay underwater for very long periods of time. And they're pretty much undetectable because they can can dive so deep and they're very quiet. Um, And these guys are motoring around in the world's oceans um, very secretively. They don't, uh, a lot of, most people don't know where they are and where they're running. Um, but the, uh, the United States has uh, a fleet of 18 Trident submarines, as far as we know. Okay. As far as we know, maybe there's more, but, uh, from what we know, there's 18 and these, uh, submarines carry 50% of the United States strategic warheads. Okay. Think about it. 50% of our nuclear bombs are floating around underwater with like schools of squid. Let's just hope they don't uh, hit an iceberg the way the, uh, Titanic did. Um, and these, these, uh, these missiles, according to research, have no preset targets. Um, when the submarines go on patrol, but they are, they are capable of rapidly targeting the missiles should the need uh, arise. Um, so I don't know if that gives you a little bit of uh a little bit of comfort but um you know it's like if somebody tried to mess seriously with the United States okay it's like taking down as as I don't want to trivialize 911 but if you break it down you know a couple of giant skyscrapers were knocked down and we lost we lost thousands you know i think it was 3 or 4000 human lives which is horrible but when you think of the scope of the united states all its buildings and all its people it it wasn't a big hit it was a big hit because it was it was physically a, a spectacle it was a it was a it was it was a it was a phenomenon. We'd never seen anything like it and it, it was like it was looked like a, a a war movie. It looked like an action movie. The buildings blowing up and collapsing and it was just horrible and and you know, we don't like it that it happened, but but as far as, you know, shutting down or stopping or destroying the United States, it was a very small event physically, I'm saying. I already told you about the repercussions uh, you know, in our society, psychologically, economically, politically, all that stuff had a much broader scope. Um, but uh, to give you an example, if if someone should try to get real serious and try to, like, you know, sink the United States or decimate the United States, uh, it probably ain't going to happen. The states would probably shut something down with their Trident submarines, okay? These things... Uh, These things uh, can strike within 800 feet feet from their targets. Um, The the nuclear warheads are 100 kilotons each, okay? So that's about six times the power of the Hiroshima atomic bomb, okay? So each Trident submarine basically carries over 1,000 times the destructive power of the Hiroshima bomb. So... You know, like I said, it's not something that people generally think about. They, when you think about the American military, you think, oh, you think about our soldiers, you think about the stealth bombers, and you think, boy, if anyone ever knocked all our soldiers down and shot all, all our planes out of the air, the United States is dead. Well, I hate to say this, and as I said earlier, it's kind of a violent solution, but should someone really try to press the United States? That's when they would feel the real might of our military superiority, okay? The the Trident submarines could pretty much flatten the rest of the world if they wanted. So, although it's a violent solution, which sucks because, you know, we're human beings and you'd think think we all just want to live and be happy in this world, but no... There's people that want to go to war. Um, and should should they come knocking on our door in a serious way, they won't get very far. The U.S. could pretty much incinerate and melt anyone that uh, was stupid enough to try. Um, and there are a few other countries that have the Tridents. Uh, Russia has some Trident submarines, but I don't think they have as many, and I, I don't know what state, what condition they're in after, you know, the collapse of the USSR. Uh, I believe France has a couple. And the thing that's scary to me is China's developing some of these. Okay? It looks like Great Britain has uh, four of these submarines. France has five. Um, Russia has 23 but uh doesn't sound like they have as as many bombs. And like I said, I don't know the, the condition of Russia's fleet. But I don't like the idea that China's starting to get into the game. So for now, tell your son, it looks like although the terrorists may be able to knock out small targets, um, the idea of them ending... The United States, which I think maybe in a child's mind is the biggest fear, they probably equate a terrorist knocking down a building with the ability to, well, if he can knock down one building, he can knock down all the buildings, mommy. No. At the end of the day, if there's any knocking down to be done and things get serious or cover your kids' ears, if shit gets real, the United States will probably win that fight. So there you go. Good call. Uh, listen, I got a little long-winded there. And, uh, you know, it's for the kids, though. It's for the kids. You know, I want your 10-year-old kid to uh, be informed. Um, but definitely an interesting topic. Interesting topic indeed. Um, and I uh, hope, hope that helps your kid rest easier. You know, tonight when you're reading them a story... Mommy, what about the terrorist thing that I asked the Harlan Highway? Oh, don't worry, Billy. The United States can nuke the whole planet and melt it. It looked like a, a fried piece of roadkill out on the highway in a hot summer sun. Okay, Mommy, good night. I love you. Okay, Billy, put your helmet and your lead suit on and have a nice sleep. Anyways, there you go. You asked, I gave you the answer for what it's worth. Um, and look at that. Holy smokes, I used up the whole damn show. Wow, what, what, just a two-topic show, which is rare for me. Usually, you know, we talked about insert your penis here and nuclear devastation. Boy, okay. Well, let's uh, let's move on to some announcements here for golly's sake. Uh, Hey, gang, if you want to see me live doing stand-up comedy, uh, you can catch me in uh, Edmonton, Alberta, uh, starting tonight. Uh, I will be at the mall, ladies and gentlemen, at the comic strip. Uh, I will be there uh, Thursday through Sunday. Going to be great shows. It's probably going to sell out, so get your tickets now. Uh, Go to harlanwilliams.com to get your tickets. And then uh, I'm going to be next, uh, during that week, I think Tuesday and Wednesday, I'm going to be in Red Deer and Lethbridge, Alberta. Again, go to my website to get the exact locations and uh, tickets. And then the following weekend, October 24th to 26th, Thursday through Saturday, I'll be at the Blackfoot Inn Comedy Club uh, in Calgary, Alberta. So it's going to be good to get home and make the folks laugh. And uh, we're going to have a good old time, so check that out. Uh, Make sure you check out the store while you're at harlowilliams.com. We have new T-shirts in. Uh, The magic uh, F-off T-shirts are there. Basically, it's a bunch of jumbled letters. You fold the shirt together, and it says F-off. It's a fun little rude trick you can play on your friends and family. Um, don't forget to check out my new sitcom uh, package deal playing coast-to-coast in Canada only, unfortunately. But it's a great show. Eugene Levy, Pamela Anderson. Uh, that plays on City TV. Check your local listings because they've moved the show around a little. And um, and there you go. Good, good stuff. Uh, make sure you, when you're at harlowilliams.com, uh, too, please uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel. We're starting to post a lot of funny and cool videos. I've got some new, uh, some new web series that are going to start airing later this year, probably in the fall and November. Some stuff that's going to surprise you coming from me. Um, so please uh, subscribe. I encourage your friends to subscribe to the Harlan Williams YouTube channel if you want some more visual laughs. And, uh, and that's it, man. We'll see you up in Canada at the comedy clubs. Um, make sure your uh, bomb shelter is nice and clean and ready to go. And uh, that's it. Until next time,
1: chicken chow mein, baby.